I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode of the Cult Pop Show podcast was brought to you by our Patreon. If you want to tell us which films we should watch, get up to two extra exclusive podcasts a month, give us something to talk about in the post-credit scenes at the end of each episode, or even contribute to the discussion in the episode itself, then please consider joining the cult and donating at www.patreon.com slash now AJ Yeah <clears throat> AJ hmm. Yes I'm here Hello AJ we, I mean Richard I'm uh, AJ We You know We have quite a good Back and forth I think we've established Over the last Six Almost seven years Of podcasting And What people don't realise Is that That's not just An on air thing It's not just A live During the pod Sort of thing We actually have Witty banter before we start recording and we just had some just now before we started recording and i thought maybe we could uh, recreate it for the fans well richard the the banter was actually so witless this time around i'm struggling to remember what i said (laughs) um we usually talk for 30 seconds to to two minutes or so before we record but i reckon we got to like 12 seconds this time and then you're like i'm rolling that's why it's funny i I think that that people uh, the fans if you will come to uh, come to the cop podcast for that kind of uh quick wit (laughs) (laughs) off the cuff sort of off the cuffiness. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually, I, I, my computer was restarting. I said to you we would start between six thirty and seven. You sent me the Zoom like at a few minutes, minutes to seven, and I sat down at my computer. It was bang on seven o'clock, and I was like, I can do this. I can join the Zoom meeting at seven o'clock. I ended up ticking over to seven o one because my computer had to restart. In my haste to get onto mm. the zoom call i haven't actually opened up any of my notes i don't even know what franchise we're talking about or i can ha- handle this or this even what podcast this is like if people this are listening is for the first film time. franchise fortnights on the cold pop podcast where once a fortnight we cover a different franchise we covered everything from the godfather to godzilla the god's not dead and this uh fr- fortnight we are rounding off a trilogy which took uh, six years to get to part two and then two weeks to get to part three mm. uh, and that is sort of the big young adult fiction franchise boom of the let's say mid 2010s early to mid 2010s uh, which fizzled out with the final movie we'll be discussing <laughs> today <laughs> uh, and that franchise is the Maze Runner trilogy mm. Wiz Wiz Ball's the Maze Runner trilogy. Wiz Ball has done it again. He is um, with his directorial debut, the Maze mm. Runner. Yeah, and he's, yeah, this cons- <laughs> <laughs> this consists of three films. Mm. Can you tell me what those are called? 
Yeah, the first one's called The Maze Runner, based on a novel. The second one is called Maze Runner, The Scorch Trials, based on another novel. And the third one... Based on the novel pushed by Sapphire. (laughs) The third one is called Maze Runner, The Death Cure, based on the not final, but rounding off of that part of the book series. Okay, okay. Mr. Reeser clearly knows a thing or two mm. about the old uh, franchise we're talking about, even though I yeah. I distinctly remember forbidding you from doing so. Do you know, until yesterday evening, I forgot it mm. was your episode to MC, and I was go- planning to spend all of today researching. And the relief, Richard, I felt mm. when I realised at about 11 o'clock last night that this was your turn, I thought to myself, God, what a treat. Mm. What a treat for me. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, about 20 minutes ago, I remembered, oh, I'm doing the research for this one. So I've been <laughs> tirelessly copying and pasting from Wikipedia. Uh, it's a hard job, but somebody's got to do it. It is hard. Somebody's got to do, do, do a Wikipedia digest of certain yeah. films. And we are those guys. Yeah, and then I don't, I, I, you know, you and I have different approaches to this. You like to sort of, you know, put some stuff into your own words. I like mm. to just get it off the Wikipedia page and then in real time, I can, you know, just, mm. just straight away think of, you think know, of something, how to say it just yeah. like that. Well, that's what's so good about you as a podcaster, Richard. And I think what's so bad about me as a podcaster is I can't do that. And I have to meticulously write down everything I want to say. I've written this sentence that I'm reading. I'm reading it off a Google Doc myself. Mm. I've written this entire sentence and have practiced it for right now. So it's what the funny thing is that AJ actually wrote that in his Notepad++ app, uh, but he just mm. wants you to think he has Google Docs. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay, sure. <laughs> Sorry, I, that was just a little off the cuff bit of banter. Right. That the fans. Right. What? What's wrong with the Notes app? The Notes app is great. The uh, Notepad++, which is right. what Notepad is called on the computer now. <laughs> like i'm talking about windows notepad app not right, not the right. notes app the, if it was the on the notes app great. i'd be like what are you apologizing for something <laughs> yeah, everyone posts like screenshotted apologies yeah, yeah. on their notes app i think that's good i think that's good stuff and um would like to hear more of it as we weave it in between discussing the maze runner trilogy yeah so maze runner trilogy came out uh the first one came out in 2014 it was followed a year later by scorch trials in 2015 and then there was a bit of a delay because the lead actor took a train to the face but we'll come back to that uh <laughs> later on and yeah so the maze runner as you mentioned based on books they were written by a guy called james dashner Hmm. and uh Dashner. well i should hope so yeah what's running he's doing and there's a little maze that we find ourselves traversing not only in these films but i'm talking about often in the podcast you go left yep. you go right but no matter which direction you turn in you are still finding yourself in problematic corner <laughs> This didn't age well 
let's get a laugh at someone else's expense I have to warn you this might get obscene This the problematic corner where ain't nothing PC Wow. We're here already. We're here already. We haven't even said the plot of the first film. <laughs> yeah, it predates that. So James Dashner uh, was uh, during the the first Me Too movement in end of 2017, start of 2018. He was Me Too'd. What? Yeah. So oh my god. He, uh, there was there was four comments claimed uh, harassment by Dashner. Two more se- uh, and said that they had reported in a survey about harassment by him one commenter later claimed to have been one of the accusers and said they made it all up but then that could also just be anyone <laughs> i don't know why wikipedia bothered putting that on there and mm. yeah he was dropped by his agent and he published a statement on twitter said i didn't honor or fully understand boundaries and power dynamics i can sincerely say that i have never intentionally hurt another person but to those affected i am so deeply sorry I am taking any and all criticisms and accusations very seriously, and I will seek counselling and guidance to address them. And then random Did house. Did he post this on his notes? Andy? That's <laughs> I should look into that. That's a good thought. But yeah, his um, penguin penguin random house said they will no longer publish any further books by him. And now let's just check if they actually stuck yeah, to that. Yeah, right. Because there were there were books by him released after that. So using a property that Random House owns the rights to. Mm. So who published? Let's uh, let's go check this one. Oh, this the publisher is. Oh, I just saw it. Where is it gone? Akashic Media Enterprises. Well, everyone who reads books know that Akashic Media Enterprises have no mm. fucking spine. Everyone, that's, that's well, except for the spines on their books that they... Yeah, okay, it was a poor choice of words. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not going to buy these books, they're just loose sheets flapping <laughs> yeah. in the wind and they've got no spine. I, I had, there was, in, at work yesterday, there was two separate times on the same day that I was in the kitchen at the same time as this other woman. And the second time, she was like, oh, we're in kitchen sink. And I just like stared at her for eight. I, I like it took me so long to get what she meant because I was just like, I thought she meant like, are you done with the kitchen sink? Because I was like washing up my dishes, mm. and then I, like, after like a good five or six seconds, I was like, I'm sorry, I was so confused because I was just thinking kitchen sink, and she was like, oh my yeah. god, I didn't even mean to do that. <laughs> I was editing a interview for Letterbox the other day with Lee Cronin, director of Evil Dead Rise. Oh yeah, so I I know him well. I spoke to him actually. Nice. nice well, guy. we were they were they were talking about the I haven't seen the film yet, but of the cheese grate, the famous yes. cheese grater scene mm. in the film, and he was talking about the idea of like upping the stakes and getting uh, you know like like better ideas, better weapons and stuff, and he said it, it all. It all contri- he said something like it all contributes to that greater idea, <laughs> and I was like, it all contributes to the greater idea or yeah. to the greater idea. Nice. <laughs> he didn't hear me because I didn't meet him. I was just <laughs> because him. this <laughs> happened several weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but well, I wanted to acknowledge it somehow, but couldn't figure out a way to do that in the edit. <laughs> just put a little ding sound effect or something. People love yeah, dings. Yeah. I've got the plenty of dings and let it. You ever watched a Four Favorites? I have. I got fucking. That, that oh ding. my god! I have to rip out my headphones. It's just ding, ding, <laughs> the ding, dings ding, are ding. too loud. <laughs> <laughs> so Maze Runner, we have watched the three films. 
Yeah. So, well, I was going to say as well, like, I, you know, I, it's horrible that James, whatever his name is, um, assaulted or, mm. or, or harassed women or whatever exactly it was he did. Uh, and, and while I'd never um, be happy about someone doing that, I do feel more empowered. I do feel joy. <laughs> <laughs> I feel more empowered to savagely rip into these movies more so than mm. I did beforehand because I think this is a pretty bad franchise. Yeah, franchise. I should mention though, Wizball founded a number of charities – um, you know, oh, no. donates his time to homeless shelters. Oh God! <laughs> no, that's that's not true. He's actually a piece of shit as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't know anything about Wizball. <laughs> oh my God! No, yeah, he, he made an animated short called Ruin, which execs at 20, 20th Century Fox were like, "Hey, that's cool!" Like, and he's like, "Yeah, would you you know would you want to do a feature adaptation?" And they were like, nah, do you want to do the Maze Runner for us? Mm. Yeah. And look, the Maze Runner is a copy of a copy of a copy. I what, what it was it was probably Harry Potter and it was probably Twilight, but it was definitely also Hunger Games kicking off mm. this boom. We talked about this three yeah. weeks ago. There's there was this boom of not only uh, these sort of dystopian young Percy adult Jackson. novels, Percy Jackson, aimed at people in their, let's say, 15 to 25. People in their 15. <laughs> um, and this spawned, of course, this litany of movie adaptations of it this was and like we 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 have covered divergent years and years ago we covered the hunger games a few weeks back and now we're doing the maze runner those were the franchises there are other single movie attempts at doing this all throughout the 2010s name one and uh there's that um chloe grace moretz one if i stay or something like that that was one I of them. Know about that. I don't know about that. This is what I'm saying. There, there are so many Small Legends is a classic one. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and this is... The, I am number four. Yeah, yeah. This is just a movie where, like, this is a franchise which feels like it has eaten the... Its the own scraps, ass. <laughs> the, the scraps left at the bucket after hmm. Hunger Games and Divergent was done with it. Yeah. Uh, and it is just the, these this trilogy of, like flavorless nothing movies that are sort of like quasi-political in a way that yeah. uh, doesn't feel like it's saying anything particularly deep starring sort of inoffensive handsome hmm. people <laughs> yeah. and it's but just, written God, by it's... offensive people i will say th- <laughs> yeah, this is this go. franchise is the fifth highest grossing young adult adaptation can you give me the top four in order in order what are we calling like will, will i know them uh, yeah we've Covered all of them. So Harry Potter's got to be number yeah, one. That's number one. Easy. Then then I'm going to say Twilight. No. No? Hunger Games? Yes. So there's one between... So then Twilight. Yeah. So there's one more between... Yeah, so this is domestic we're talking. Oh, Divergent. Yes. Sorry. So it's Divergent. And then uh, Maze Runner, that's domestic for the United States. Worldwide gross. Uh, swap Maze Runner and Divergent. Well, I mean, this feels like capping off the worst run of ser- the worst series run we've done in a long time. Mm. But uh, 
it took a while to get through it. So we're so far in and we haven't even discussed the like plot. Like I'm so angered by the mechanics in which this franchise was was allowed yeah. to happen. Was don't, don't worry. Our conversations about. about what the films are about and what we thought of them will be much shorter. <laughs> but the <laughs> I, I wanna I'm gonna ask you what it's about. I'm gonna do that now. Mm. What's it about? But before you answer Okay. Well I it's d- about <laughs> I, I'm gonna kick you off with wikipedia's first line of the plot synopsis which i love yeah so a group of teenagers who call themselves gladers are left in a strange place which they call the glade (laughs) do you think they came up with gladers first and then they were like holy shit (laughs) i know what we can call the glade (laughs) yeah so it's in in classic, almost satirical, comical. That's the thing, like yeah. almost like like a parody of this kind of thing, like an SNL sketch based. That I bet you there was an SNL sketch in like 2011, which made fun of this kind of movie, and it would have looked exactly like this because you've got the Gladers. Who would have been hosting? Um, 2011. I don't know the James Franco. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> They so they've got you've got the gladers and they live in the glade and then you've got the <laughs> the runners and they run through the maze that outskirts. Where the do the, and, and what the do the lead, grievers do? <laughs> the grievers attack the runners <laughs> yeah. and the leader of the runners is called the keeper, which is never spoken again. It's just told to you right at the start. Basically, this kid named Thomas he wakes up in like an elevator that that exits out into the glade he learns that he's surrounded by a giant maze that constantly changes and he's joined by a bunch of other teenage boys none of whom remember anything outside of their names first incredibly lazy writing part i thought like, okay, <laughs> everyone has amnesia well that's very mm. convenient like and anyway he proves himself as a runner and convinces most of them that uh, they can get out of the maze. Uh, a couple people die. Um, there's a little kid named Chuck who gets completely rude, Richard. And I mean that as R-E-R-U-E apostrophe D. <laughs> it's the little kid that doesn't make it past the first film. Anyway, they find out, and this is going to take me a while to get through. Mm-hmm. Okay, here, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> here is the maze of backstory that is the maze runner uh, backstory <laughs> right okay so the the sun got too hot mm. and the earth started to scorch the, they now refer to earth as the scorch because it's just a big desert and the heat of the sun also created a new illness called the flare which affects humans and do they become grievers or are grievers a, a no they become thing? what do they call them uh cranks cranks yeah which we don't meet in the until, maze yeah, until the next one yeah. But but the the people in the maze are supposedly immune. And Thomas actually worked for the bad guys who get this are called Wicked, mm. uh, which is they try to play it off like it's an acronym and they didn't do it on purpose. Um, and he voluntarily or was like forced to go into the maze where he gave up his memories and sort of switches sides. He's also joined by um, uh, Teresa. Played by Kaya Scottolario. Do you think that's how you pronounce it? Yeah. I've that's never That's probably one of the best um, last name pronunciations you've mm. ever done as someone who's notorious for bad last name pronunciations. 
I don't want to call her Kaya Scott O'Leary. I want to call her Skins. I want to call uh, Will Poulter. Um, We're the Millers. Uh, <laughs> We're the Millers. I want to call Thomas Sangston. Brody Sangster. Bro, is it Brody? Thomas Brody Sangster. Yeah. Oh, Thomas Brody Sangster. I want to call him Love Actually, and I'm just going to call everyone by like a property I recognize. Well, them. I want to. I want to call Dylan O'Brien All Too Well the short film. Okay, we'll call Dylan O'Brien. He's so All Too Well the short film. All is Too the main Well, character. ten minute version of the short film. <laughs> <laughs> so he's the main character, and um, Skins was his like love interest back before, and they all switch. Anyway, he gets them out of the maze. They learn the truth, and then they're helicoptered off for the start of the second film yeah um, and then- eyebrows eyebrows dies supposedly what's it where the millers dies supposedly <laughs> yeah. chuck dies supposedly i'm gonna guess uh maybe wizards of waverly place he probably had an episode uh chuck you're talking about yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, i w- will get to chuck okay all right um and yeah that's the plot of the first one and then who do they meet at the end easy yeah <laughs> Do they? They there's there's yeah there's they see a screen. Oh, right. Well, they don't meet her, but they, there's a screen where Easy A explains to them what's happening. Now you might think I'm talking about Emma Stone. <laughs> I am not. Well, I'm Stanley talking Tucci. about Patricia Clarkson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she's sort of framed as the big bad. We think she kills herself at the start. Uh, oh, at mm. the end of her like taped message, which ultimately winds up to nothing because she's just alive. Yeah. And she faked it for some weird reason. Um. And yeah, I mean, I don't know. Let's let's pick this bullshit apart, man. Like it's like it's just so lazily written. It's so boring. It's so silly. No one does anything that's that makes them a remotely interesting character and the main character is the bad guy <laughs> and no and and the yeah. and um fucking where the millers is like no we shouldn't trust this dude and he's right i mean Ooh. i maybe don't agree with his methods but he's well, then he he's goes like, and blows up a hospital <laughs> well, then, I, we'll talk about that later actually but um yeah so it's just it's just it's real bad it's real hard to watch it's real just nothing happens and it's the best one in the franchise By it's, far. The, it's the only like here's what the sequels feel like right so with these young adult novel adaptations the 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 the, the, the authors trying to write these things they got it down to a science right mm. and they're like we need your love triangles we need your your identify like you need to be able to identify with the yeah. the white bread main character and all these things uh, and then they go and lastly you need a gimmick so hunger games it's the hunger games that's the whole gimmick twilight and maze runner, twilight you know the maze runner it's, it's the maze runner <laughs> well it's the maze right and maze runner you go okay it's about a maze that i can grasp onto and the sequels are like what if we took the concept away from this piece of cardboard we're calling <laughs> yeah, right yeah. like what if I we would, took away the yeah. main interest thing about it i was <laughs> so fucking disappointed by the sequels to a movie yeah. i didn't really like yeah same yeah like yeah. Hey, hey spoilers for 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 the second film hey everybody if you haven't seen the scorch trials do you know what the the titular <laughs> scorch trials relate to nothing nothing <laughs> it's just trials it could be called the scorch conflict the, the scorch story like it's trials in the broadest sense that it's mm. like well yeah they go through trials <laughs> yeah, and like as in and tribulations <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. It, oh be, it should be called the, so the scorch tribulations the scorch tribulations like you you have something called the maze runner and you've, you've never, until a week ago never seen it the mm. second one the scorch trials i'm like ah oh, it must be some kind of like 
they're out perverse of the maze, game. They're, yeah. They're, yeah, another maze or something. No, it's just whatever. And then the death cure. We talk about titles a lot of this podcast. <laughs> when we covered Hunger Games, and I pitched to you that the last one should have been called The Real War, and you rightfully scolded me for how stupid that is. <laughs> the death cure is that title. <laughs> like, it, it's, it's, it's what as you bad would as pitch. that. It's what I would pitch if I was... Like, it would be called The Maze Runner, Glade, and you'd be like, it should be called The Death Cure. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's such a... And you'd be like, any of them could be called Glade! (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. I've been been sitting on a little piece of information that I have Mm. neglected to tell you up until now. And you've sort of I'm stumbled gay, into Jane. it. <laughs> you've stumbled into it yourself a little bit. Mm-hmm. But the first film, I'm revisiting a segment we've done a couple of times now. Okay. Earlier in the week, by which I mean a couple of hours ago, I realized, oh, fuck, I haven't continued the joke. And I sent a message to our dear friend Rachel on Discord <laughs> saying, hey, What's the difference between the Maze Runner books and movies? <laughs> oh god. This is such a massive like like I feel like maybe we should save the segment for like a bonus episode each month or something. So, so this I is like I, I yeah, Rachel so Rachel has not read the books. Um Okay. Because I said, Oh should I, I she said she has she has not read the message. Yeah. <laughs> I said, Oh should I've totally forgot to ask you what the differences between the maze around books and movies are. Rachel said we both fucked up because I totally forgot the series was based on a book series. When are you recording? <laughs> I said, in like four hours. How fast can you read? Rachel said fast, but not that fast. Let me investigate. So there's Rachel has seen all three films. Doesn't remember a ton about them. Found me a page with just like the maze runner book to film differences. It is um, very sort of like minor things, you know, things that just make sense for an adaptation. Uh, Mm. Scorch trials and death cure are just completely different stories. No way! <laughs> yeah. So, That's Scorch crazy! Trial, the premise of the Scorch Trials, so remember at the end of The Hunger Games, where Easy A says to them, like, ah, this was just your first test. And then yes. you think, oh, okay, the second film must be the second test. And as an audience member, that's kind of actually what I would want to see. No, so they, the Gladers, once they've gotten out in the book, are forced to partake in a second trial, having to complete the task of reaching the other side of the scorch. And so there are there are actually trials in the book. Yeah, so there are there is a scorch Why trial. Would you and then the main this? premise of the movie is that they escape from wicked and their and their experiments and end up out in the scorch. As such, the titular trial is absent from the film, which as a whole is a very loose adaptation of the book. And also in the book, Wicked is actually called Wicked, but with an I. <laughs> So it's actually like That's, they added some like, some sort of like oh no it's, maybe it wasn't intentional. I feel like there's a like that's very rare for these adaptations to go so far off script. Are any of the characters from Scorch Trials in the books? Yeah, like I, you've got I was, I was maybe Esposito. I was maybe exaggerating when I said it's a completely different story, but right. it is. It doesn't have the main plot. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. So are we talking about Scorch Trials now? A couple of things I want to talk to you about. The first one, and then we'll also talk about it. Uh, you mentioned Chuck mm-hmm. there. Uh, mm-hmm. He hadn't done much acting beforehand, but got the role by just pestering Wes Ball on Twitter and saying he was perfect for the role until Wes Ball was finally like, fine, 
send an audition to the casting director. And the casting director was like, fuck, this dude's perfect. The casting director smoking half a cigarette, getting an email being like, yep, sweet, there's Chuck done. (laughs) (laughs) That was easy. (laughs) Uh, I've got some dumb IMDb trivia for you as well, but I do Mm -hmm. still want to talk a little bit more about what we thought of the film. Mm -hmm. So the ending of the first movie is actually the beginning of the second. What does that mean? I don't know. I mean, (laughs) makes no sense to me. I was hoping you could figure this one out, AJ. (laughs) So many of the slang words used by the Gladers first appeared in a sketch on the Ronnie John's Half Hour 2005. What? In which a member of the Australian Classification Board gives a lengthy list of acceptable substitutes for the words dickhead. Yeah. And what? Glader and... (laughs) Doesn't say. Runner or one of these? But no, it says... um, But then later on, as an INDB piece of trivia, they do actually list some of the slang... So clunk, I'll, I'll I'll give you the word and you can see if you can remember what it means. Clunk. Okay. And this is in Maze Runner yep. Cannon. Yep. It means something. Uh, the clunk is their their main their main weapon. In a sense, I'm uh I'm gonna I'll use it in a sentence. AJ, uh, can we pause? Can we pause the record for a second? I gotta go take a clunk. Is it taking a shit? Yeah, shit. Is it's poop or crap? Okay. I don't remember that in the maze run. Uh, shank. Shank is like a newbie or like a like a no. L- like what you call someone who's 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 outside of your circle. Uh the opposite actually. It's, it means friend. Ah, okay. Well, they use it very derogatory in the films. Yeah, maybe. Shuck. Shuck just means to shuck an oyster. Yeah, yeah, that one's the same. Now, a uh, word used to bring attention to one's annoyance or frustration. I guess in right, like, place of fuck. It, it shucks me that they have the word shuck in the same film as a character named Chuck. Yeah, nice. Slim it. Slim it? Quick it. Pace it up. Come on. Make it faster. Uh, Cut it down. You could use it. Either calm down or shut up. Okay. Slint head. Just dickhead. Uh, it's a term used mostly by others when one makes a mistake that involves repercussions. Okay very cool uh green bean or greenie green that means newcomer yeah. newbie newbie i thought it was funny that they have they call um all too well the short film greenie for a lot of the film and then Teresa skins shows up and no one says Teresa greenie mm. even though it's right there and i thought maybe that was why they called her Teresa. yeah uh newbie is the next word there uh, wasn't a it, definition it just, of the last word it's a separate word <laughs> <laughs> just a greenie uh yeah a newcomer in the glade can refer to a greenie or anyone else relatively new the new arrivals don't remember their names for a day or two hence the term hmm. uh number eight good that good that these are getting very tedious yeah. richard <laughs> what it just means something's good uh said when a glader agrees with someone or something yeah oh yeah, he's good is, that it's getting very uh, here. strong uh a, a messed up in the head and the last okay. one, bloody. Is that just like the British? Yeah, commonly used as an expression of strong emotion. Bloody hell. That doesn't get to be on the Maze Runner Doesn't get to page. be. That doesn't deserve the honour. It doesn't. It's not a Maze Runner term. It's just British slang. And little Americans are writing out this wiki and being like, bloody, that counts, because I've never heard I'm, of it. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so, in terms of like... I, I thought the film was like 
pretty inoffensive. I followed it. I paid attention mm. to the whole thing. Mm. I, uh, yeah, I understood the stakes and everything like that. And mm-hmm. I thought there was some interesting ideas in it, the sort of Lord of the Flies mm-hmm. uh, style thing. And then they get a girl shows up and it's and she has a note on, with her that says, she's the last one ever. And I thought that's a pretty fucking ominous thing to read. What does it amount to, though? Yeah, exactly. But I mean, I like it. Does it? It doesn't mean, hey, she's the last woman in the rest of the world, or is it like, <laughs> hey, this is the last one you get, so don't you know? Wow, wow. But yeah, like I, I, I had an idea of what this franchise was about. I knew there was a like it involved getting through a maze, and that they. Only the Presumably quite fast. Yeah, only the strongest of a certain group were allowed to attempt to do that. And then, yeah, knowing that the Scorch Trials were coming up, I was like, oh, they get out and then there's another maze or there's some other. And then mm. just the second two films, I would just, I would just went over straight over my head. Mm. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. Insanity. So... Well, it's just, it's stripping away, like, like with the Hunger Games, at least the first two, it's like, here's the cheesy, schlocky, fun part, right front and centre, if you can't be bothered, if you don't care about the, like, message or thematic ideas in the film, you can at least watch the Hunger Games, and then there's that deeper thing beneath it. This is like, it just takes the schlocky fun off the top of it and just gives you like this is an uprising i guess but it's not a particularly well-written one mm. Mm. aj what did what, mm. well what did you did you everything else you want to elaborate on how you thought of the film or what your image of the franchise was beforehand no i guess i i actually here's my image of the franchise beforehand i thought these would be better yeah i thought there, there was hope in these ones i thought it was like hope because the hills the third one took so long to come out and everyone was like, is that not out yet? With And like, mm. I guess like I thought Divergent was bottom of the barrel. Whereas I feel like this, this series is about as bad as Divergent. Yeah. Like, so yeah, that's what I'm disappointed in. Just how bad they are. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Maze on the Scorched. Oh, what did they have on Rod Tomatoes, by the way? Like 45. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 65 yeah look if you've never seen it before imagine hunger games if none of the characters were interesting yeah that's what this is just textualist flavorless blockbusters mm. yeah it was so after the first film came out the, the the studio wanted to just wait and see how the film was going to do before greenlighting any sequels but uh but two weeks before the premiere of the first movie they decided to go ahead and green like the Scorch Trials, as the publicity and reviews were overwhelmingly good. I don't believe you. <laughs> Not you, the people who wrote that. So, Maze Around Scorch Trials came out a year later. What is it about? So they get out and they're in like a facility where they meet um, Game of Thrones. <laughs> or Aiden, who is it? Aiden Gillen? Oh, Dark Knight Rises. 
Dark Knight Rises, Aiden Gillen, um, who's who's insisting who's a big that guy he's for you. He's going to to ship them away. To that, he says that to Bane. Yeah. He doesn't. He's not the big guy. Well, he's a small guy for you. <laughs> he's little finger to me, so he's little. Wow. Um, he's, he's also Tommy Carcetti in The Wire. So oh, is he in could the have wire? called him. He's the wire. also. Um, he was in. He's in the Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> very good and they keep coming so, to him back and forth he he he's insisting that they're all you know this is just a, a midway point between the maze and getting them to um, a bit of life but it turns out that they're actually trying to manufacture a cure from the people who who got out of the maze because of the this flare virus thing they find this out and they escape they go on this whirlwind adventure across the desert where they meet a bunch of um, other people including uh breaking bad they meet breaking bad mm-hmm. and they meet his de facto daughter who i don't think is in anything but i thought she was a good actress um and I enjoyed her. Who you're talking about um brenda brenda yeah she's a leader battle angel oh she's well, the titular she was... elite battle angel i didn't recognize her with her tiny eyes in this <laughs> um so yeah Giancarlo esposito and elite battle angel um and they sort of get split up and um, they, they're trying to find something called the right arm, which is like this resistance group. Um, and all too well, and Alita Battle Angel gets split up to, from the rest of the crew and they are walking through together. At one point, Alita Battle Angel gets bitten by a crank because guess what, everyone? They're zombie movies now. <laughs> really weird to see a franchise where the first one isn't a zombie movie mm. and then the second two are like just embrace all the tropes of the zombie movie genre right mm. like getting bit hiding the bite from people etc etc like it's crazy um it's crazy. and it's crazy stuff and there's a scene in this where they're trying they're looking the two characters are looking for their friends and they go to like some weird little like dive bar in like a makeshift community uh, and alan tudyk comes out and they're like we're looking for fucking marcus i think mm. his name is Wait, so and he's like who's alan tudyk or can you Oh, um, let's go. The Duke of Wesselton, Frozen. <laughs> Frozen comes out and he's like, I'm a, I'm a drunk character. And immediately I was like, God, everyone else in this franchise has been so fucking boring. Mm. And then Frozen shows up and it's like they reserved all the char- charisma. And it's he's not even that charismatic just compared to the rest of the movie. Mm. And they gave it to this one character who's like, if you want to get into my club, you got to take a drink of this, this weird potion. And so they both drink it and they're tripping out and they go into this club. And they're both starting to be like, whoa, what did we drink? What's going on? And then Alita Battle Angel turns to All Too Well and she's like, we're never going to find them. And then they start making out. And Richard, I was like, God damn, this is sexy as hell. <laughs> <laughs> like like the, these movies, which you could, I think, quite fairly dis- describe as sexless up until this point. Mm. has a f- Up until a they feely... started having sex. Like... <laughs> <laughs> it, has, it has a fairly like kinky sexy dynamic there where they're both tripping in this club they're two characters who have been like strictly survival mm. and now they're making out and i was like that's kind of the like character play that i love and shit like this that is just nowhere else in the franchise and he starts imagining that she's actually skins and is like no i can't and then he wakes up and everyone's found each other and they're like, all right we're good and they get to the right arm um all the main characters and it turns out that um 
uh, all too well's blood has healing properties which they believe can actually stave off the infection in Alita Battle Angel's blood. So they save her. Be some break kind of cure for death. We'll get to it later. <laughs> it doesn't come up um, again. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Breaking Bad is now like, I'm so indebted to you. I, I'm so thankful that you saved my de facto daughter. And then All Too Well goes to talk to Skins, who's standing out on a rock in the desert. And she tells him about the story about how her mother, when she started getting sick with flair, she like plucked out her own eyes. And it's the, this horrific story. And then Skins, this character who truly has had no single modicum of personality this in two movies um and it's like this is you know this is a named actress this is the skins and you you know how much do you reckon she was paid to be in these oh, these movies like well right? over 100 bucks <laughs> and, and she, well they got their money's worth there because she doesn't do a hell of a lot until now where she reveals that she is called wicked because she thinks that they their process of finding the cure is actually a more um, noble cause than whatever these rebellions are doing and so wicked attack the compound they kill a bunch of semi main characters and then fly away with some of the other semi main characters and uh, all too well is like I've got a plan we're gonna kill everyone easy a <laughs> and then they're like what's your plan and he looks at the camera and it cuts to credits um let me tell you something richard let me let me um pitch you a story okay okay let me pitch you a story about a disease that sweeps the nation right i don't no, that doesn't make nay, sense. Nay, sweeps the world. It's it's a deadly a deadly virus that sweeps the world, uh, and the main characters uh, are faced off against the sort of big farmer equivalent of this universe, uh, and the, the these doctors and the the this totalitarian government wish to create a cure which they want to distribute worldwide but these main characters these rebels they're like no 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 this is unethical you are forcing people to do this you are killing people in, in the experimental process this isn't right we're gonna fight back because we believe there are other ways to cure the virus that doesn't involve your big wig fancy serums if someone pitched that to me i would say i don't think this is the the climate to be telling a story about a bunch of anti-vax warriors taking on a government mandated virus mm. and these movies are anti-vax right well i can't be the first person to read that into it these movies are anti-vax they're about the anti-vax warriors that are standing up to the, the who have done and, their own research yeah yeah and you know of course in the world of maze runner the bad guys are bad and they are killing people and they are doing experiments and the good guys do have an alternate that we find out an alternative way to save people but that's only that's the, like the fiction created to justify the position of the main i reckon problematic james whatever his surname is or maybe where's wait maybe where's ball yeah, because he, if they're that different i reckon he's anti-vax and the the third film there are there are scenes where we're set in a city where everyone's wearing face masks and this came out in 2018 so this is not you know using what we now would think of as familiar pandemic imagery like so it put it in my head and i was like this whole movie is about like breaking out like the people who don't want to be vaccinated it's about saving those who are being forced to be vaccinated. Hmm. 
I, I, found I don't like a, right. I found a, a a article that sort of says about like uh, you know a- analyzing the media and it mentions uh, like in the wake of uh, COVID. And mm. it refers to the Maze Runner trilogy as one of those fascinating film franchise where, franchises where it actually gets better with each installment. <laughs> installment is spelled incorrectly. But it says, uh, the confident, thrilling train heist at the start of the Death Cure is miles away from the unfocused, subpar Lord of the Flies theatrics from the first Do film. Do you know what? I don't know if we're ready to talk about the third film yet, but I don't necessarily disagree. I think the, I think the third film has the best set pieces, but I think the set, the first one is the only one with like any kind of interesting flourishes mm. so that's my big take sorry to spoil that 40 minutes 40 minutes in no it's okay um yeah i reckon these are anti-vax movies or at least and maybe unintentionally because there is that thing where it's like you try to come up with rules for a dystopian world and you've accidentally like created an analog for i don't know ethnic cleansing or something like, you know, <laughs> I mean, like it's it, so easy to do <laughs> well just in this case it's like you've you've created these pieces on the chessboard yourself and assigned them these i just i just thought that like the bad guys in this they're they're not that bad like the thing they're trying to do the the reason you know they're bad guys is because they're nastier people than the heroes it's not because their cause is necessarily less noble i guess yeah hmm. do you have anything else you want to say about the second film about the second film, let me let me scan my brain for things that happens in it. I don't think so. Like, I just thought it was weird that it became a zombie movie out of nowhere. That was my main. Yeah, like you're saying, it is that very like, oh, we have to get across town, but there's zombies. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, not a lot to say yeah. about these films. They're complicated. Didn't like them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, what does this one have on Rotten Tomatoes? Guess. Like 43? No, that's what the next one has. Oh, what does this one have? Yes. 47. Yes. There you go. <laughs> I've done it again. So, three years later, the Maze Run of the Death Cure came out, also directed by Wes Ball, with 43% on Rotten Tomatoes. And, yeah, as I mentioned, this one this one opens with a elaborate train heist sequence in which... Um, Dylan O'Brien got hospitalized for some pretty severe injuries and injuries (laughs) injuries I got an (laughs) NG but yeah they they look to resume filming around mid-May and then they realized like oh shit his uh, injuries are actually pretty fucking bad like and so filming didn't end up resuming for like a year wow because I remember I literally remember seeing a trailer for this movie in 2018 and being like this didn't come out like two years ago yeah <laughs> like it's quite shocking yeah I, I remember like being so surprised that it was that long but yeah mm. i'm tr- trying to see if there's anything but yeah, he, he had like his fucking he had to get he broke most of the right side of his face and had to get reconstructive facial surgery wow he broke his face oh, yeah yeah like one of his fucking eyes like his eye sockets broken half and shit like it was yeah real bad but before God, this movie came out, for this franchise, yeah, do you know he played Bumblebee in Bumblebee? I didn't know that. Yeah, wow, what a what thankless is role. Maze Runner: The Death Cure about. So there's this big city where all the rich and powerful people live, and they've kidnapped um, one of the main characters. So they're like, "We're gonna go get him back." They go to get him back. A bunch of shit happens. They overthrow the government. A bunch of main characters die. Um, Skins kind of goes back on a double cross, but then doesn't. Um, uh, Game of Thrones ends up shooting Easy A before he gets attacked by a bunch of cranks. 
Um, and the good guys make it out alive, except for Skins, who perishes in a fire. Yeah. Nice. And 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 all too well looks like he's gonna die, but he he makes it out the end um, unscathed. Uh, Love actually dies, which I thought was a bit of a bummer, because um, I I quite I like the actor, and I thought it's weird to set up like, guess what? He's been bit the whole movie, and then have him not like they get the serum just after he kills himself from mm. turning, and it was real like okay. So the thing I expected to happen, like um, you haven't made me un- like you haven't surprised me. He just died. Mm. Interesting. Um, but surprise, surprise, guess who's back, Richard? It's old. Where the Millers? Turns out he didn't die, yeah. despite taking a spear to the chest in the first. Which time. is weird that you spoiled for me. Did I? Yeah, you, you, you. I knew you were watching the third film, and then you started messaging me about Will Poulter. I said Will Poulter should play Professor X. Yeah. Which that is like, oh, okay, he's going to be in the third film then. Oh, well, that's your deductive reasoning, not mine. <laughs> I actually didn't even really think about it until he showed up and I was like, oh, yeah, so, yeah of course, because AJ messaged me. <laughs> Richard, I can't be to blame for how smart and intelligent you are and how you're able to uh, discern these things based off little evidence. That's your fault, not mine. Are you done? Yeah. What do you think all right that's all we've got time for here um <laughs> didn't enjoy this one yeah so very, like right. couldn't tell you anything different from this one other than the, than the first one other than the I fact can tell you that one thing shanghai about noon it. shows up shanghai noon shows up <laughs> wait which one's that which character oh walton goggins yeah. isn't it yeah the he's like criminally underrated oh, walton goggins. <laughs> so mean. it's a reference to the second episode of our podcast my no, third third <laughs> Third episode, the uh, he's he's like the the obligatory like disfigured character. Yeah, that was all the rage of these sorts of things. No, no. Um, I can tell you one thing about this film: it is two hours and twenty four minutes long. Yeah, and in a universe where the final part of young adult trilogy adaptations was famously split into two movies, this is the one I kind of wish they did split <laughs> because it was a hell of a trick to get through mm. two hours and twenty four minutes of a movie where it looks. I I remember it as all taking place in the same location, just these mm. like dimly lit halls in this big pristine building that's where it feels like this whole movie takes place yeah hmm. anything you liked about it i liked the train high sequence the train high sequence these- yeah so that actually isn't in the book and that's the one that oh, wow. the sequence that you know held up production for over a year and the the, wow. the shot that dylan o'brien actually got mangled in is in the film like wow. apparently you know where's ball was like oh you know like dylan how would you feel about us using that shot? And he was like, yeah, like, please fucking use it. I don't want that to be for nothing. Like, <laughs> interesting. Um, I also really liked a scene where the, where Alita battle angel gets a bunch of kids out of the, the, prisons or whatever they're in and they get into a school bus and then another character lifts it up with a crane and then the crane the the bumper on the front of the bus starts breaking and so he has to lower it really fast so it doesn't fall off and then it gets just within the right distance and then it falls off and then it falls forward um and i was like this is a fun scene this mm. is a good scene and i thought that was pretty high it was the same where they're like they run and jump out of like a tall bit like it's several stories up and into a pool and it's shot mm. really cool. Mm. The, yeah. the camera like runs and jumps yeah. after them. My favorite character was Brenda. 
I think that's a big thing about this is my favorite character was Brenda. I thought she was attractive. Richard, I thought she was an attractive I thought her person. eyes were too small. A little bit too small. But I also thought that um uh, are there people, you know, in the Maze Runner fan community, are there people who are Teresa Greenies, where they think that Thomas and Teresa should end up together? Or are there people who are also Brenda Thomas stands because I'm team Brenda. Mm, if there was supposed tender. to be a love a love triangle here, I'm team tender. Mm. I think that they would have made a more interesting couple, especially because fucking Skins betrays them. She she like has no redeeming qualities by the end and, and they're like, No, yeah, we have to I, save I've you. never gotten the hype around Kai Scudelario. Like I had people at my high school that were like obsessed with her and I know that like she mm. has a big fan base. And mm. I don't know, I just I, I've never been wow like I don't know. Like I, I watched Skins. I, I sort of secondhand watched the first generation, the first two seasons, and then actively watched the second two, which is her oh seasons. God. But then the first two seasons are so much better than the second two. Oh yeah, yeah. I was just too <laughs> slightly too young for it at the time and aged into it for season mm. three and four. Mm. I don't think I even. I think I maybe only watched season three to be honest. But honestly, I wouldn't even recommend season two. I'd say stop after season one. Yeah, I just uh, yeah. I don't know. I just find the show so infuriating, and yeah. I found Effie to be similar to Teresa as a character that it's like mm. just don't like anything about you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Look, turning back to the list Rachel sent me of 24 differences between the movie and the books. Mm -hmm. So this is really funny. So season, uh, season, reason 23 or number 23 that's different is uh, Newt's note from the book is actually a letter in the film. (laughs) So this is after Newt, who's played by Love Actually, he dies and then he gives... He gives all too well like a little note. Or he gives him something which a note is hidden inside. And the movie ends with him reading out this like letter about how Newt is not afraid to die and it's really inspirational. And all this is happening while people are writing like the names of the deceased on this rock. Um, and then just as the, the letter comes to a close, you see all too well carving a name in and he steps back and it's Teresa. And it's like, should it not be Newt? Hmm. Should should it not end with him writing Newt's name, listening as the voiceover of Newt's letter plays? I don't know. I just thought this was so, that was so bad. Yeah. But then um, reason 24 is that there's an epilogue in the book that reveals that a leader and Breaking Bad had been planted by Wicked after Paige realized that the attempt to find a cure wouldn't succeed. So uh, Breaking Bad and a leader's mission was to lead the remaining immunes to a safe and secure place away from the cranks, allowing them to start civilization anew while the rest of the world dies off also reveals that the government created the flare virus as a method of population control they weren't able to control the virus so wicked stepped in with the goal of preserving the human race with Bren, uh, with a leader and breaking bad leading the immunes to the safe paradise they essentially succeed in their mission this proves page's point wicked is good well that sounds not in the film like an an extra layer of convoluted bullshit yeah. that isn't needed in this already convoluted story. But it's funny that it just like completely changes the motivations yeah. of some of the characters yeah. and yeah. it's just not, just not in the film. <laughs> completely changes the motivation of actors who are not performing with that in mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, That's true. always the thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, hey, I don't mean to... How, how are we going for notes? Because I've, I want to get into my continue the franchise. Let's do it. Okay, so it's never easy... 
uh, continuing the franchise for a franchise that you really didn't like. Which is why it may shock you, Richard, that my continue the franchise is let's start again, baby. Let's remake the Maze Runner and to make it even more asinine, same cast. (laughs) But here's what I think. I've got two versions for this. Okay. I think that we have a problem with All Too Well as the main character. I think he's boring. I think he adds nothing. He's your generic, as generic can be, white male main character, right? So there's two ways to fix this, I think. One, I reckon Love Actually should have played Thomas. I think he's a more interesting actor. I think he's weirder looking. I think he has kind of like the chops to pull off something like this and it'd be really interesting. I think these movies would have been way better with Love Actually in the lead role. That's my first change. All right? Or my first option. My second option, cut out Thomas altogether. Why are Teresa and Thomas two different characters? It maybe becomes more needed as the sequels go on, but the first film, it's like, these are the same character. They're both, like, from Wicked. They get cast down. And I think it would be way more tense if it was a story about a woman who wakes up in a camp full of only men. You know? Like, that's scary. That's mm. also scary. And I that's my concern of the franchise is... is remake it with two separate script notes uh because i i think these are these are things that should get stopped when the manuscript for the novel is written and yet they made it all the way to the film adaptation and i think that's pretty silly so that's my continuing the franchise change it change it make the characters the same character or different characters i don't know i just thought this was so bad and that's that's where i landed (laughs) well there are several other continuations of the franchise there's the the books have two prequels called the Kill Order and the Fever Code. Uh, there's a sequel series as well, which is starts with the Maze Cutter. It's set mm. seventy three years later, and then there's also one called the God Complex, which is either out this year or in the next couple of years. And then there's one more to that sequel series. There's also the Maze Runner Files and Crank Palace, which are companion books. And Crank so palace. following the acquisition of 21st That's Century Fox. what I called Fox, my bedroom. <laughs> uh, Disney has announced at the CinemaCon in 2019 that new Maze Runner films are in development. Really? Mm. Oh, I thought we were out. No. Fuck that, no man. My continuity franchise is an escape room. You wake up in the glade, gotta run that maze. Yeah. And, but it's it's like full size and it takes like it's it's literally just the maze runner and mm. you buy you can buy one ticket per month and you have to be male but then after a certain while after a while they get you know discrimination stuff so they they're the one woman is allowed at a uh an entrance into the escape room and mm. so you know over the when you because you can get like clues and stuff so over the walkie-talkie they're like they send it a woman they're like she's the last one ever and that's where that comes from right nice one one last thing i want to say about this series especially compared to something like the hunger games which you know at least partially is much better a couple of the films are much better than these um you've got that central gimmick from the hunger games and it's about survival and i think that's that's applicable um, franchise did we do recently that was about survival the uh uh, Ip Ip man yeah 
so but it is like like you've got to survive the hunger games and that's like a microcosm for like the struggle of these poor impoverished characters right as they're already trying to survive and so the game the game gimmick at the center of it is like thematically linked to the the concepts and messages of the story you know is I, I think this this series missed a trick by like the series not being like on a conceptual level about mazes. Yeah, right? And like running I, th- them. I feel like and running them. <laughs> I feel like mazes have a spirituality inherent to them that is just completely ignored or not not ventured. Like there's no I don't know, labyrinth kind of ideas. There's no Minotaur esque kind of ideas. Mm. Like, or at least not thematically. And then that's why by the time you get to the third film, you're like, remember when the series was about a maze? It's because they don't connect it in there in yeah. any like metaphorical way. The maze should be a metaphor. And it's not a metaphor. It's just, duh, this would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One one thing that's also interesting about this franchise that has a connection, so I'm moving on now, segueing flawlessly into the ranked at franchise segment where mm. over on letterbox.com slash cultpop should we have a ranked list of every franchise we come on the podcast. And in third place, the third best franchise we've ever covered is the Rise of the Planet of the Apes trilogy, which is mm. getting a fourth mm, film I've been thinking directed about this by Wes Ball. And this does not give me hope. No. Yeah. Although he did come up with the train sequence. Yeah. If we hasn't... can get all the train sequence energy into Rise of the Planet of the Apes, I think. Uh, Kingdom good. of the Planet of the Apes, isn't it? Oh, God. Whatever it is. So, AJ, so ranked at franchise. What are you, where are you thinking it's going to go on this ranking? So we're, Divergent's pretty low, isn't Di- it? Divergent's 167 like... out of 174. So it's, yeah. Th- okay. So what's above Divergent? The Mummy. 1932 what's above that the revenge of the nerds mm, you see i don't remember divergent being this bad yeah yeah but i also i also think that maze runner is better than revenge of revenge let of me the throw nerds. out something for you then um is it better than mvp yes is it better than cr- uh, critters yes is it better than ace ventura no is it better than knocked up no is it better than <laughs> The Magnificent Seven. Yes. Is it better than Lady in the Tramp? Yes. Is it better than The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo? No. Okay, there we go. 123. <laughs> <laughs> God, what a pointless, pointless segment that's becoming. <laughs> okay, well, what is it? what do we have to do now, Richard? Is that it? Do we just have to do the thing? We do have to do the thing. So to decide our next franchise, I believe it is a franchise vote over on patreon.com slash sure at the moment, where we should have crowned a winner voted on by our patrons for what the next franchise is that we're going to watch. I actually don't know what it is. I haven't checked it in a couple of days. Neither do um, I. But, I'm just going to check now. But, so Before uh, you tell me what it is, Richard, um, I would just like to say to people that if they enjoyed our discussion on The Maze Runner... Uh, then why not check out other episodes of the show and why not uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Cold Popcher. You can also uh, join us on the Discord, which you'll find a link to in the show notes. And as just mentioned, you can also join our Patreon, patreon.com slash Cold where you get to do things like vote on what the next franchises we do or tell us which movies to watch for bonus podcasts that are pretty regularly late. Um, and yeah, so that's, that's the Patreon's deal. Richard, what is 
the franchise. All right. There are two tied for first place. So what do we want to do here, AJ? Well, what are the two tied? Why don't you tell me that first? Oh, it wouldn't feel right. (laughs) Well, I was going to still leave it up to to chance. All right. Well, so the two that are going to be running for our uh, attention are Blade Runner. Okay. And... A very long, poorly written comment, which I spoke to the author of this comment about and said, hey, it's not entirely clear what franchise you're suggesting here. <laughs> but if you get, if you manage to get all the way to the end of the comment, uh, it is a suggestion of Antoine Doinel, uh, which I, pres- I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, uh, which is a, what, what um, Dave Cross it's refers French. to as a French New Wave four-part autobiographical series but uh, by uh, it's by Francois uh, Truffaut. It consists of five films, so that's interesting. I don't know if there's just one that Dave doesn't so know J- about. Or Jackass was in the lead for a while. Is that fallen down? Yeah, Jackass is not in the lead. Wow. Um. Well, I guess shall we say Blade Runner is even numbers, and Antoine Donnell is. Well, I was just going to do odd coin numbers. Flip. Well, I mean, if we do a random number, then it can be verified, I guess, is my Okay, thinking. true. All right. All right, so... Blade Runner even? Okay, so Blade Runner's even. Doinal is odd. Yeah, Doinal. <laughs> 79. 79. So we are going to be covering the... Five films in the four-part uh, uh, Antoine <laughs> Doinel, The Adventures like of Antoine Doinel. All right. Well, uh, so that, that's I the did... the four hundred blows. Antoine and Colette, stolen kisses, bed and board, and love on the run. Right. I did watch about thirty minutes of the four hundred blows a few weeks ago when I thought that French New Wave was going to win <laughs> the genre for my next short film. Um, so I'll pick it Antoine up. Antoine and Colette is a short film. So we won't watch that yeah. one. So Wikipedia lists it as um as being a five films um series, but one of them oh, is a short, it's film. a short. I'll just we'll just fucking watch it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, well tune in next fortnight for um a franchise I'm pretty unprepared for and don't know a lot I'm about. I'm very so excited to be... watch this. And yeah, yeah. Dave Cross kept on being like, huh, vote Doinal to piss off Richard, and it's like I want to watch these. I'm pissed off that your co- that your comment made it so complicated. It's so, so hard to decipher <laughs> that you were suggesting it. All right. Well, tune in for that next time, everybody. And stay tuned for after this music ends for the post credit scene. Goodbye. Happy running. Happy maze running. Remember happy, to happy mazing. your glade. Happy glading. Happy ravage, Ravages? No, they're not even in it. Grievance. from something else. Grieve, happy Grieving! <laughs> Alright, I think we can just move along to the post credit scene now. Welcome along to the post credit scene. This is a segment at the end of each episode where if you donate $5 or more over at patreon.com slash you get to give us something to talk about in this, the post credit scene. Richard, can you tell me who it's from and what is it? Uh, today's one comes to us from... Michael Prefontaine, who says, how do you pronounce Vincent van Gogh? This is how I pronounce it. Vincent van Gogh. 
Um, should we? Um, how do you how to pronounce it correctly? I just did. This is a Dutch. Oh, sorry. Vincent van That was my Dutch accent. So, goff and go are not correct. What is it? Is it gok? Is it It's supposed... It's Vincent van. 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 I'm on the edge of my seat here. Can you tell me what the last part is? It's This is a minute 20 video. Why Goch. is that a... It's... Goch. So it is what I said. Goch. Goch. Vincent right, van cut. Goch. I'm cutting. So <laughs> there you go. That's, to... that's how you pronounce that. AJ's cut. So you just have raw, unfiltered Richard now. And uh, <laughs> there's so much pressure on it to do with it. <laughs>